This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Hello and welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. I'm your host, Anna Hawkin, and I'm part of the team here at Parenting for Faith. I'm so glad that you've decided to join us today. It is going to be an absolute cracker. Our guest today is Justin Brightley. Now, you will hear that it is my colleague Becky interviewing Justin. And the reason for this is she is probably his biggest fan. Almost every week, she'll say, hey, I heard Justin say this on the podcast. Um, So when he very kindly agreed to be a guest on our show, it couldn't be anyone but Becky to ask him. And she's going to be interviewing him on the topic of asking questions All this season, we're taking the uh, titles from the new book, Being God's Child, which will be out in July. And um, he has interviewed so many people. uh, He really is one of the very best people to talk on this. So make the most of that. Enjoy it. I hope it really works for you. Um, But just before we get into that, I wanted to tell you about something that we've got coming up. Our next pop-up small group is on the 16th of May. Now, the way that these work, they're on Facebook Live just for half an hour and you can just watch from your home. But we'd really encourage you, if you can, to join together with some other people. So that might be your partner or one or two friends or a whole group uh, from church, because we learn as much from conversation and from community as we do from the content. We've got some amazing guests. We've got Stephen from the Growing Faith Foundation, whose background is in education. He was previously a deputy head teacher and Wayne from Exam Attack who has been helping students uh, for years and years and years, decades, in fact. He had so many great stories, so many interesting things to share. So I really hope you'll be able to join us for that. Um, Obviously, you might be thinking about this if you've got children doing SATs or GCSEs or A-levels, but it's about so much more than that. This can be a five-year-old with a spelling test or a swimming badge or whatever it might be. Right through their lives, our children are measured and assessed and marked Um, And we really want to think about how we can help them to handle that, how they can process it, how they can connect with God through it. So I hope you'll be able to join us. But I'm going to hand over now to Becky as she speaks to Justin. So I'm here with uh, Justin Braley, who's known for for knowing a lot about questions, I think we could say. I'm wondering, Justin, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself? Sure. Um, Well, I'm Justin and I've been... Known as the host of shows such as The Unbelievable Show, the Asking to Write Anything podcast um, that broadcast on Premier Christian Radio and are quite popular as podcasts and video shows around the world. Um, I did actually just recently move on from hosting those shows. So uh, I'm currently working on some new projects, um, which people can go and find out about at my website, justinbriley.com. Uh, but those include uh, a new podcast with the Centre for Cultural Witness uh, from Lambeth mm-hmm. Palace uh, called Reenchanting, which is just just released and a number of other projects with other collaborators, personal projects. So yeah, it's, a, it's an exciting time. But really, in the big picture of things, I'm, I'm interested in creating conversations across the secular religious divide um, and helping people to explore faith, whether they be Christian or yeah. non-Christian. Yeah, which is uh, you know, really important. I mean, at Parenting Faith, one of the things we really encourage is conversational questions. So I was wondering what got you interested in the first place in exploring the massive questions. I mean, because once you start digging into questions about faith, <laughs> they're never ending, are they? You know, absolutely. Yeah. Even about the Bible, about the simple stuff. It's like, oh, I wonder. 
So mm. what got you started there? I think I've, I've always had a, you know, an interested and inquisitive mind in that sense. I came to faith myself in my sort of um, mid-teens, late teens. And I guess I pretty soon ran into a lot of questions about faith. Uh, so I went to university yeah. and obviously you, you, you often bump into scepticism at that point. I certainly did at least. And so uh, there were naturally questions floating around and I, you know, I had some great resources at my fingertips and good people. I was part of a great Christian union, um, started reading mm -hmm. some of those classic thinkers, um, C.S. Lewis and others. Um, and I think as I as I engaged in those questions, uh, I, I naturally gravitated towards wanting to be able to help others think about them. So after university, I started working for Premier Christian Radio mm -hmm. and uh, having learned the the skills of radio journalism and so on about three years in i i went and asked whether i could start my own show but where we would essentially sit down and ask questions about the christian faith um and do it in the context actually of non-christians coming on to to sort of ask those tough questions and that was really the way that the unbelievable show was born um yeah 17 plus years ago yeah and uh and yeah and that's been a wonderful education of sort of trying to host um, conversations that are genuinely open-ended where uh, Christians and non-Christians can sit down, have civil discussions and debates, um, and in which hopefully in the process, uh, both sides learn something, uh, but that we can show that Christianity can stand on its own two feet intellectually. We don't need to be scared of tough questions or hard questions, not that we necessarily have all the answers, but that actually Christianity is open to engaging those kinds of questions and concerns. Yeah. So at Parenting Faith, we're all about uh, resourcing parents and carers to, to disciple their own children. Uh, you know, kids have a lot of questions, mm. you know, and I, you know, I think it's fantastic to encourage our, our kids to ask questions about faith. So what have you learned from children and young people about asking questions and either and to God, so questioning God or asking questions about God. Mm, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm in the fortunate position of, of having four children. So I've, I've sort of had a You're lot well of opportunities. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lots of questions around the dinner table frequently you know, in the car, driving somewhere, all kinds of situations. And I'm also very involved in the youth work in our church. So again, um, particularly in the kind of 11 plus age range, uh, we do a lot of sitting down and having opportunity for questions and that kind of thing. In fact, we very deliberately have seasons of teaching and worship in our church where we're asking big questions. You know, we just yeah. had a, a season of doing that where we're deliberately opening up the floor for young people to ask their questions. So so I think, you know, for, from my point of view, it's always been very much central to the way I see parenting and children and youth work yeah. that actually you need to give space to those kinds of questions. Um, and uh, I guess it, I'm biased because I've been doing a job which kind of is very much in this whole area. So why wouldn't I encourage that in the other spaces I inhabit? Um, but I do think asking questions is just a really brilliant way of helping people to engage uh, and understand. I think we've, I think we've moved away in church culture, or we need to be moving away in church culture from that very just simple top-down approach of someone with all the answers yeah. tell, tells you them yes. for, for 20 or 30 minutes on a Sunday morning. And then we all go away assuming that, you know, we've, we've heard everything there is to say on the matter. Um, that's not actually the way these days, most people, especially young people receive their information. They, they live in a far more kind of diverse age where there's lots of different perspectives that are coming in through mm -hmm. social media, through TV, 
video through, you know, even in just their normal teaching in in classes, you know, they're, they're going to be often doing it in a more of a dialogical mode in a sort of, you know, this perspective, that perspective. Yeah. So why in, a, in church would we kind of opt for this very sort of specific kind of own, only one, you know, unidirectional way of of doing things. Um, so I think it's it's really important that churches do engage with the fact that actually there are multiple ways of learning and engaging. And one of those ways is, is having more conversations, um, having a two-way kind of dialogue. Uh, so, yeah. so I, I, and we shouldn't reserve that, I think, either just to the young people. You know, I think there's a lot of space for adults to really benefit from that as well. Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, I remember growing up in church and at a time when I don't think big questions were really answered very well. Mm. You know, there was maybe less resources out there, less of a culture. It was more of a top-down, this is what the Bible says kind of approach. And um, I think sometimes there can be a sense that only certain questions were okay to ask. I remember as a child, you know, kind of thinking, should I be asking this question? And Mm. then, of course, you've got the sort of creation versus evolution, the classic ones, and then you've got some probably more way out ones. Um, How can we encourage people to think really broadly or children, young people, to think broadly about things, perhaps when we don't have, obviously, the knowledge that you do from 17 years of, of practice. You know, we we sometimes come to things without knowing that much about the right answer mm-hmm. ourselves. I think I think it's a great question. Uh, I, I think partly that's, it, it's absolutely about going on the journey with your child yeah. if, if you don't feel particularly equipped to answer their questions. I yeah. think the worst thing would be to sort of, close down the questions because you don't feel like yeah. you have the answers because in a way i think the message that sends to any child or young person is christianity can't cope with real life yeah. basically um and that's and that's a really you know false and damaging message i think to send i think if you've grown up in a church where you could just got the sense that some questions were off limits or mm. you know then, then I think subconsciously, sadly, that that gives the impression that Christianity isn't for real life. It's not for the real world. It's yeah. it's something we do within this space where only these particular issues are kind of addressed. Um, so I think I think it's really important um, that actually we 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 make sure that our young people understand that it's not that Christianity has all the answers or that we have all the answers, but that actually we want to engage the questions at the very least, and we want to search together. For, for mm-hmm. what might be the right answers, and I think as a if you're a parent and you feel a bit worried, you, you're not sure how to answer your kids' questions. It's okay actually sometimes to say, "I don't know." Uh, that yeah. is a, a perfectly valid answer <laughs> when you don't know. And I think kids actually appreciate the the truthfulness of that. Um, and and actually, but the next thing to do is, but why don't we look into this together rather than sort yeah. of there's no answer to this. Uh, yeah. it's, it's actually sort of I think helpful to to go on that journey together. Obviously, if you are in the per, sort of parental role, you've hopefully got access to, you know, lots of opportunities to look into these things. And I think that's part of our duty is to, to sort of, if we're there to try and help our kids grow and flourish and mature and hopefully step into a faith of their own, then then I think, you know, we do need to take a bit of time to, to sort of investigate these issues. Um, perhaps these are questions we never really thought about ourselves for whatever reason, maybe mm-hmm. they're questions that didn't really occur in our particular generation or time but nonetheless we need to be ready and prepared to help our question uh, our kids to to navigate them and you know where they're at and so i just think it, it is about actually you know and we don't really have an excuse anymore we we are we've got so much information at our fingertips uh sometimes i admit it's it's hard to know where to I'll begin pick. 
or yeah. what what the most reliable sources are and everything else but there is plenty out there and and i think you know there are good places you can go to start to investigate and start to you know try to understand some of those more complex questions so so i think it's 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 definitely about you know if you're Child, children are asking the questions, go on the journey with them and, and perhaps you'll start to investigate it for yourself as well. Yeah, well, I think one of the things I've fallen back on uh, with my daughter sometimes has been, I don't know, but this is what I do know. Yeah. Uh, particularly about the person of God, you know, I think some of these mm. questions of suffering or, um, you know, they they are inevitably in a sense about the character of God. Mm. You know, why does he allow something or what's this mean or how was the person of Jesus this sort of person? And I think I've I've often gone back to I'm not sure of the answer on that one exactly, but I do know mm. that this doesn't throw me off loving God because mm. and I think mm. that you know I, I wonder whether sometimes coming back to who the person of God is in the middle of all this is yeah. helpful. I, I absolutely agree because uh, I think the reality is there's lots we're not going to know, and it would be silly to pretend that we can or could ever know everything. Uh, mm-hmm. We are finite human minds and we're talking about, you know, the greatest mystery that there is. So it's particularly with those huge questions like suffering and evil. Yeah. There, there are some, I think, helpful kind of places you can go. Uh, but no, no, no one should ever claim to be able to have, you know, got this down. But I absolutely agree. Um, we faith trust is about trusting in the God we do know for the yes. things that we don't know. Um, yes. It's about saying I've, I've I've got enough that I have seen about God and can trust in that I'm kind of prepared to live in the tension of the mystery of the things I just don't know. And I think that's actually also simply an important thing to pass on to your kids that actually faith is not about this kind of certainty in yeah, every matter. Absolutely. It's actually it's about trusting God, the God we do know for the for the things that we don't know, you know. Yeah, um, it, it's about relation. You know, sometimes I think it's like I don't know everything about even my own parent, but I know enough about them. Mm. To, to trust. And I think uh, one of the things we really do encourage at Parenting for Faith is this idea of what we call it chat and catch. Mm. So talk, we use the the phrase chat chat and catch for, for prayer. Essentially, you chat to God and you catch what he has back. Mm. And, um, you know, a lot of the times we will be saying, you know, there's a, a big issue. There's you can talk to God about uh, you can uh, find resources here. You can have these conversations. But actually also go back to God, connect with him and say, mm. God, I just don't get why, or I don't understand, or what's mm. the answer? And uh, yeah, what? How? What's your take on that? I think that's that's brilliant because, as well as obviously having those conversations with my kids, I I try to pray with them, uh, you know, and mm. and I think that's where you can do that work of actually giving the questions to God in in a slightly different way. You can talk about the questions, you can have a great back and forth, yeah. you can try to answer what you can answer and 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 so on during a conversation. But I think it's in that when you come to that moment of saying, well, look, uh, admitting our our kind of humanness and our limitedness yeah. and saying, I I don't we don't have all the answers, but we're going to give this to God and we're going to know that it's safe with God. Um and and so I think that's that's absolutely right. It's it's about sort of having that opportunity to, to, to place things back in, in God's hands. And, and just, again, I think that just helps a young person, hopefully to realize that, uh, that that's part of what Christian faith is about, you know, um, having, having that ability to just realize that you're not going to get an answer to every question, but you, you have this security, this, um, comfort that, that God actually is there and, and is listening and, and uh, you can, you can continue on that journey with God. So, yeah. and, and surprisingly you can make sense of some really difficult situations. Mm, yeah. You know. 
because nice there, yeah there, there are answers that aren't simply intellectual answers aren't there? yes um there are there are ways of knowing that go beyond simply reason and the mind and i think that is actually part of it it's 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 actually laying down sometimes the the intellectual side of the question and saying well let's let's just see what god says in other mm. ways um mm. and it it might come through something completely different it might come through something they're reading through something they hear elsewhere a conversation some kind of resolution to a problem or question that, yeah. that just seems to to come through in a different way and i think as i say that's where the prayer comes in and realize that this isn't a just a kind of it's all down to me trying to work things out kind of thing it's actually about it's about having that relationship with god which is multifaceted and which um you know the the knowing and this the the faith comes in different ways not just from a you know purely intellectual side of things yeah and then of course uh the big question of discernment comes up you know mm. how do we help our kids and young people and us actually uh worker is this from god you know because mm. i've heard all sorts of interesting things in my mind sometimes which um mm. sometimes i've been certain they're from god and sometimes i'm like i really don't know you know and this is a skill that we need yeah. to learn isn't it mm, yeah I, I think it's like a skill like we learn in every, everything in life i think and i think our kids are probably more aware than most actually that in an internet age you get lots of different opinions thrown at you yeah. and and they're having to learn on the fly in ways that we probably didn't have to how to discern and pull apart and try to tease out you know is this you know I mean, you and I probably still get fooled by scam emails. You know, we click on that <laughs> link. Uh, uh, whereas our kids, I think, are a lot more Never. like immediately kind of wary, you know, mistrustful, but in a good way, you know, of, of, and I think, I think we sometimes have to give them more credit than we do that, that actually they're, they're, they're pretty intelligent and they know how to, you know, start to divide things. And in, in the Christian life, it's, it, it's a similar thing. Obviously, I think we can give as much guidance as we can in helping to, to point our kids in what we think are the right directions for the right kinds of answers. Um, obviously, though, they're going to be doing their own exploring, bumping into ideas, having to mm -hmm. discern for themselves what seems right, what seems wrong. I think we can lay down some some basic principles for that. Um, hopefully, we can give enough of a groundwork of, of what the sort of the core aspects of Christianity are, what the sort of, if you like, the orthodox sort of forms of yeah. Christianity are and how we can spot things when they you know when they don't conform to that and uh, and when they're being pulled off in funny directions um but there's a point at which you you can only do that for so long and then your kids are essentially you know you, you can't monitor everything that they're watching reading and so on i mean i i have a 15 year old daughter we've had obviously lots of conversations and in a sense i for a long time me and my wife have been the, the kind of primary source of information if you mm -hmm. think about Christianity. but now she's sort of listening to podcasts and other Christian voices and things. And I, I kind of occasionally, you know, listening in from, you know, nearby and thinking, oh, well, I'm not sure I quite agree with what that person just said. But it's it's that sort of process where you have to kind of give people, give your kids the opportunity to to sort of start to listen and engage. And hopefully you're continuing the conversation as they do that um, to say, oh, yeah, what did you think of what that person said? Yeah, because, because in a yeah. sense, it's, it's, it's a parent, there's always that kind of like you want to to do the shortcut from from where they are to where you are without ever going through the process you went through mm, you know of, of mm. learning and wondering and having those questions and thinking this and then changing your mind and i think it's so valuable to children to see mm. that we don't have all the answers and actually we can even change our mind 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I want to where I can give them the shortcut because I don't, I don't, obviously if I feel like that, that's a really dodgy theology that's really know, dodgy being yeah. kind of, you know, that, that they're listening to, I'll kind of say, well, I don't think I agree with that. Um, but having, but then you'll give a reason. Yeah, exactly. Um, but at the same time, I think it, you know, I don't agree with all the theological views I held 20 years ago. We mm. all are on a journey of learning and it's not that, that was a bad thing that I held in necessary. It's just that mm-hmm. was where I was at. And and we're all sort of in a process of grow, growing and learning. And so I'm I'm happy for, in a sense, my kids to to not agree with me on everything. If they go in a different direction on certain issues, that's fine. It's it's their journey and they've got to sort of come to their own conclusions on certain issues. Mm-hmm. And I can't kind of force them into my specific, very the, you know, specific theological mold or something, even, even as I obviously will influence them a great deal. Uh, so I, I think you just have to accept that you know, pe- people are growing, learning, they'll make mistakes, they'll change their mind later on. Um, and and hopefully that you're just giving them the groundwork to kind of make that journey and, and have those kinds yeah. of Yeah, I think if, if you could create a culture in your house or your family of conversation mm-hmm. and not being frightened of the don't yeah. knows and the big questions, I think then it is about, as you said right at the beginning, it's about journeying with them on, on that. Mm-hmm. I just want to, um, I've got a little question. This is partly for me. There's really tough questions about the Bible. Mm. You know, we, we hit violence, we hit, um, mm. you know, polygamy, we hit mm. sort of different different tough bits. And, you know, I'm doing one of those things at the moment where you read through the Bible in a year, and, of course, we're quite at the beginning of the Bible, and, you, yeah. and even with my old eyes, I'm looking at it thinking, whoa, you know, this is yeah, quite yeah, a lot yeah. of cities being destroyed in a row. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, any advice for parents on juggling with those yeah. tough topics on the Bible? I mean, it's funny you say you're doing the read through the Bible because we're in our church soon. We're going to be doing a kind of read through the entire Bible thing for charity. And everyone's like, yeah, great. And I'm thinking it is <laughs> great. Going. But then when we get to those really kind of awkward passages, everyone's going to be like, oh, I'd forgotten this was in here. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. Uh, but I think I think it actually is really important, actually, that we don't sanitize the Bible too much, um, that we do let our kids kind of explore yeah. it and be as confused as we often are by it. And but because um, I think it's just important to, to sort of grapple with the fact that this is a, yeah. a text that has, um, you know, a very, you know, complex history. Um, and the problem is, of course, so often it, the easy route to go is to kind of just obviously pick and choose the bits we kind of present and tidy up and have our nice sort of neat theology for our kids to sort of go away. And And then the problem will be if they then, you know, having grown up and started to maybe read it for themselves or they bump into that skeptic online or whatever, and suddenly they're going, oh yeah, no one really told me that this is. So I think it's really important actually that we we have an opportunity to address those questions when we do have an ability to speak into their lives and and talk it through with them. And when we do that, and, you know, it's really important that we, you know, just be honest about the fact that there's some really difficult, strange passages that we'd struggle with. uh, I think that's when, you know, we really do have to dig in and, and, kind of have a, a perspective ourselves on how we would approach that um so if as an adult you haven't sort of really asked what do yeah. i do with the violence in the old testament what do i do with you know the those passages how, how do i come to interpret those then i think we already need to do some fast learning and some fast you know catching up ourselves of, of what we might say to our kids at that point um and and for me i suppose that you know in, in a nutshell the thing i do in those situations is to is to not try and you know water it down too much but to say that 
my faith is in Jesus Christ and, and it's in yes. Christ that I sort of, it, Christ is the lens through which I understand the whole of the rest mm -hmm. of scripture and all the bits that I find difficult or distressing or hard to understand why God would be described as doing this or that. Um, that again, it goes back to that sort of, it, I, I trust in the God I do know, which is really through mm -hmm. Jesus that I know that God for the God I struggle to understand sometimes in parts yes. of the Old Testament. And just, I guess, reminding them that we are we are separated by a lot of time and culture and you know uh, experience from the things that are being described in those places. But that somehow the, the Jesus of the New Testament is one and the same God as the God of the Old Testament. Yes. But that um, that He is the the fullness of that God. He's He's the best representation. We when we're looking back in the Old Testament, we're seeing. I suppose through a dark glass darkly, as St. Paul puts it, we're, yes. we're, we're sort of, um, uh, we're seeing pieces of a puzzle, but that don't always make sense to us. But it's only as it says in Hebrews that in in Jesus, we have the full manifestation, yes. representation of Jesus. Um, so I, I always sort of want to sort of, in the end, uh, as much as we can talk about and, you know, try and work out what's going on with those Old Testament passages, say, God's given us you know something to to understand it through and that is and that is jesus christ and that ultimately whatever that looks like in the old testament it's his example of love and sacrifice that sort of yes. define who god is and um, and what's going on yeah and, and i think you know busy parents you know i think we need to encourage people to there are loads of resources online you say there's books and but there's also just people isn't there mm. going to somebody else at your church and saying you know how do you deal with this bit or what do you think or your mm. youth worker or something i think you know god's places in those communities um to help us unpick mm. some of this stuff and to help us you know we all get wobbles at different times don't we or this mm. is just like whoa you know uh i can't see how this fits with my picture of god but we are in this community mm. so i would you know we would always encourage people to go back to their pastor or their um children's worker or particularly otherwise christians you know I watch in my church and there's these people I've known for 20 years and, and they're think older now, but they're still walking faith with God. And you think, mm. well, what have you processed in that time? Mm. Keeps mm. you faithful to him. It's such an interesting, mm. Mm. interesting question. Yeah. And they've yeah. so often got this perspective on um, suffering. I once had a, a group full of old ladies and they just taught me everything about doing mm. the difficult bits of life with God because they'd mm. done it all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's brilliant. So yeah. I think this is this fascinating. I think, you know, I remember feeling as a child that some questions were out of bounds, but, you know, this sort of a different culture maybe we're in and more resources, more easily accessible resources is so exciting for us as we learn not to be frightened of the mm. big questions. Mm. And mm. I think also you commented, it's fine to so say, I don't know. Mm. That's so important. I don't yeah. know that, but I do know this. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really yeah. helpful helpful place to start so your website and can you just let us know where we can find yeah. you and your resources yeah. you can keep up to date with with my latest projects at justinbriley.com i've got a newsletter there you can sign up to uh, and keep abreast of things um yeah and uh, i've got a, a book coming out as well uh in september it's called the surprising rebirth of belief in god uh, it has a chapter actually oh. on on the bible in it but it's it's really looking at the way the conversations really have changed i think in the last decade or so from the the sort of very anti 
religious dogmatism of the new atheist movement, uh, which to some extent mm-hmm. I think is now a spent movement. Um, and it's been replaced with a new conversation by some interesting secular thinkers who are asking whether we can actually live without the Christian story in Western culture. Um, yeah. And so I, I trace some of those stories uh, and some of the stories of, you know, adult conversion of people who have found that the materialist sort of story is is lacking in Western culture and and ask whether we're due for, you know, a rebirth of belief in God in our generation, uh, despite what we see going on in, you know, church decline and everything else in the West. So so that's coming out, the surprising rebirth of belief in God in, in September. Thank you. Justin, it's been great. Thank you so much. Thank you. I look forward to the book, personally. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. And as usual, we like to end our podcast with a question to ask your kids to spark an interesting conversation. This week's question is, do you think there are any questions that you can't ask God? Do you think there are any questions that you can't ask God? Have a great conversation. As always, if you found today's episode interesting, helpful, do share it. Take just a moment to leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform that you subscribe on. Or if you're able to, support us financially by becoming a friend of Parenting for Faith for anything from £2 a month. That makes a huge difference to enable us to keep doing this. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back next week. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.